Today's podcast is sponsored by Springdale Automotive, the next generation in car care, locally owned, professionally operated, whatever you drive, we service. Domestic, Euro, hybrid, electric, classics, diesel. Springdale's classic car services include maintenance, repair, and diagnostics. Five convenient neighborhood locations. How may we be of service? Welcome to the Classic Car Corner Podcast. We are proudly sponsored by G.D. Herring Classic Car Insurers, providing a range of insurance solutions for your business, your life, and your home. Contact them at gdherring.com for a customized quote. In addition to insurance, G.D. Herring provides classic car appraisal and pre-purchase inspection services. If you're interested in collecting and investing in classic cars, check out my new book, Drop Throttle Oversteer, now available at Amazon and Paperback. I'm Jason Painter, and co-hosting today is John Lockhart and Eric Benzel. We welcome back our returning guest, Mr. Andy Stopman. Andy, Thank welcome you. back. Thank welcome you. Back. Welcome Thank back. Welcome back, Andy. Glad to be here. Andy, we're glad to have you back, and we want to talk about your cars, because we found out uh, from the last time you were here that you have about 400 cars under your maybe not that many. But let's start off with, what is it that got you interested in cars? Uh, we all have like something that happened in our... Not some traumatic experience, but it's like, you know, something that just something got us into liking these things. And well, it's it's there's two things that started the whole process for me. One was growing up uh, where I did in Ohio. My friends and I would set up Hot Wheels tracks in his backyard, and it was a nice long hill. And I bet we had thirty or forty sections of track. And we would all bring over our cases of Hot Wheels. And we'd line them out with, this is my daily driver. Oh, this is my weekend car. We'd talk about when we were going to drive them, what we were going to use them for. And then we'd all set them aside and we'd race them down this track. And I'd talk to my dad. I said, Dad, how can I win? And he'd say, well, come on down. Let's go down the garage. And we went downstairs and he pulls out this little tube of graphite, which I'd never heard about before. And all of a sudden he takes his little, he, he dusts each little axle of my cars. And the next weekend we raced the cars and I was dominating. <laughs> Every car was just, <laughs> it was gone. Awesome. That started my desire for speed. Uh, the desire to work on and own started with my, my dad as well. Not that he liked cars, he despised them. My dad was a, I want to drive it, that's it. But my mom wanted an MG. So for her 30th birthday, he bought her an MGB GT. The long nose one looks like a small Jag E type. A lot of times people get them confused. Mm-hmm. And it was my responsibility to help him work on that car. Because if I didn't, he would hit it with a hammer. <laughs> nice. I learned that British Leyland stunk yeah. and that any car made outside of the U.S. was garbage. I learned what a, a, a two-volt, two six-volt batteries and a positive ground system versus a negative ground, which we're all used to in the States. Uh, I learned what, you know, a transmission. That's where I learned what cars were. Mm-hmm. And that's what started my love for them. Um, and it progressed from Hot Wheels to working on them to we would build cars out of Legos and we would smash them up with each other to see which one would survive. And I'd learn about structure. Hey, if I put two I-beams here in the center around the driver, when we'd smash them, I would keep this integrity of the car and I would keep the wheels intact. So it was all about learning about that. Uh, and then as I got a little older and started driving, it just became something I did. I never owned a lot of things. I didn't, I've never got a, kept a lot of things in high regard as this is very valuable to me. I just like the experience of a new vehicle, of, of a different vehicle. I mean, it, most of them weren't new, but they, a lot of them were just, they were new to me. Mm-hmm. That's what really 
did it. It's, it's funny you say that. Uh, Danny Pohl, if you're listening, he was on here a couple of weeks ago, and his, his passion started with Hot Wheel cars. And, and uh, I'm going to have to absolutely attest my passion to the car started with the Hot Wheel cars, too. So that, that, that's pretty cool. And, yes, of course, I built them out of Legos, too. Now, I don't know if I crashed them because I put a lot of time in making them. <laughs> Didn't want them to crash, but that, that's a cool story. It's pretty neat. I think that's probably the same story for all of us. We're looking at each other going, yep. Yeah, we, <laughs> I was exactly. definitely a big Hot Wheel kid yeah. uh, and I made the plastic models. Loved yep. all those. I probably had two, three, four hundred Hot Wheel cars. And none of them had decals because they were too hard to put yeah. on. <laughs> I, I, I should, I, I I've even got my son. He's got a, he's probably has more Hot Wheels than I did when I was a kid just because I can't I cannot not buy one when I go to the grocery right. store and see yep. a big huge 4 by 4 box on the floor of nothing but Hot Wheels in them so I'll, I'll buy a couple mm-hmm. but my son he has uh, 3 or 4 or 500 Hot Wheels yeah uh, he has so many I don't know I mean, they're in a huge plastic bin and it's full yep. it weighs I don't know 100 pounds right right yep I got to give a shout out to Matchbox. Actually, I think Matchbox had the nicer of the cars, at least the ones that have a little bit more softer suspension, maybe a bit more uh, detail. But Hot Wheels were cool too. But uh, yeah. but I think most of mine were actually Matchbox cars back in the day. But no. they had different widths of their wheels. wheels. The mm-hmm. plastic were the Matchbox cars had a wider width wheel, and the Hot Wheels all had the exact same wheels. Right. With, with the, no suspension. With no, well, the suspension generally was just wire. the flex. Yeah, yeah, it was just the flex wire. of that piano wire that was <laughs> right, in there. Exactly. <laughs> but the but the that the Hot Wheels had would accept more graphite. Right. Between the axle and the wheel, the Matchbox mm. wouldn't, and they would also sometimes hug and touch the sides of the track, therefore impeding their speed. Ah, uh, very good. There you go. Well, you talked about the MG real quick. Uh, Tell us the story. I think didn't you have to lift the back? It was it was light enough for you to lift it. Am I correct? My dad had trouble getting a regular back before we had, there was floor jacks were very common. You could buy them pretty reasonable. A lot of people had what was just a ratchet jack. They used to have those in old cars. It was a stand hit on the floor, a big arm, and you cranked it up, mm-hmm. but it moved in one inch increments. <laughs> <laughs> and it started off at four inches of height because all American cars were pretty high at the time. Well, it wouldn't fit under the rear of the car. So my dad, I was 10 or 12. I think I was about 10. Yeah. I would have to stand right next to the passenger rear wheel, put my hands inside the fender well and Lift squat up. up the car <laughs> just so my dad could get the jack underneath the, the rocker to lift that story. it up. That, that, I thought that was funny. pretty funny. Yeah. Very, very good. So, uh, so what other fun cars have you had? Uh, you know, we, we talk about our how we got into it. What, what was your What was your first car? My first car was a 1968 Buick Electra 225 that was given to me by my mom and stepdad. Happened to be at their house. They didn't need it. I turned 16. They gave it to me. I drove it home. It was the first time I've ever noticed the gas gauge moving mm-hmm. <laughs> as you drove right? as i drove from dayton ohio to louisville kentucky right. i watched it move like the t- like the minute hand on a clock <laughs> got it home my dad said what the blank mm-hmm. i tried to put it in the garage it wouldn't, wouldn't fit. fit he said get it out of here nice so nice. i drove it back to ohio the next oh. weekend and said thank you very much and for the listeners the 225 was deemed a 225 because it was 225 inches long. long right? There you go. Exactly right. So that's, that's pretty neat. And it had a 455 in that car. Right? Correct. So, so uh, well, well running vehicle. Thirsty. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very, very, very thirsty. So Do they okay. still have that car? 
No. I, if they did, I would take it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you move from the the Electra, mm-hmm. then then I know you've had a lot of cars. What would be the more uh, a second fun car that? Uh, well, I, I would say the second car was not as fun as it was learning. Okay. My second car was my grandmother um, was migrating away from her 1978 Mercury Monarch okay. into a small Mitsubishi because she hit it into too many things in parking lots. Gotcha. So that was my second car. The Monarch. The, the Monarch. And Which that was, was the a car. glorified Granada. It was a Granada, yep. yep. Mercury Granada. Mm-hmm. It was ride engineered. Mm-hmm. Had it through high school. We call it the land speeder because it floated. Okay, right. Yep, sure. Absolutely. Um, that's where I learned when fuel pump cams become pitted. It's much cheaper to put an electric inline pump than to replace a cam. Okay. That's where I learned to tear the dash out of cars to build stereos and put stereos in cars. There you go. And to this day, my parents still ask if I take the dash out of a car. So in other words, (laughs) the stereo was more expensive than the car. Yes, it was. I ended up buying it from a kid at high school, and I don't know its origin, but... (laughs) All right. You probably had the CB uh, radio. No, no, no. I didn't didn't have that. Okay. All right. uh, After that, it was... And it was my first fun car, and it was a bad decision, but as every 18-year-old, I was going in the Army. I had just joined. I was going to leave for basic training, and I traded it. There used to be a car lot in Prospect next to where Jay Harrods is. I think there's a there's a, a Frank Audi nursery shop there, but it used to be a car lot. Okay. And I pulled in with this running 1978 Mercury Monarch with 42,000 miles on it on, a, on an inline, a 300 inline six, which was an amazing engine that Ford made. And traded it for a 1996, or excuse me, it was a 1986 Volkswagen Scirocco that barely ran and gave him 500 bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So my first bad decision, I drove it home. My dad, another what the blank. Uh, and then I left for basic training. The whole time I'm thinking, man, this is going to be great. I'm going to come home. I'm going to drive. I'm going to be the you know what. I'm right. going to have fun. I'm going to cruise Middletown. Yeah. In my Scirocco. In my Scirocco. And what color was it? It was red. Okay. That's it right. was a five-speed. Yeah, it had the crank sunroof. Right. Oh, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then driving it. I was home on <laughs> home on a family weekend from basic on Christmas leave. Drove it down the street just to play around. And that's where I learned when an interference engine in because the timing, en- timing belt broke. Okay. Bent the valves on three cylinders. Put it in first gear and cranked it up and let the starter drive it back up the hill to my dad's oh house. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Where I immediately called a tow truck the next day, and they paid me $100 to take it to the scrapyard. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> never enjoyed the car. So, so yeah. never got to enjoy it. Okay. A lot of good thoughts, though. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what year was the truck? It was an 86. So, it looked really good. So it 86. <laughs> I'm thinking... Four rectangular headlights in '86, or were, yeah, four squares and four squares in the front. The 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 older ones had four round ones. First gen yeah. Chiracos had round. round. Second yeah. gen had okay. the squares. I got you. Yeah. And uh, it looked really fast sitting there. Oh, it was amazing. I mean, it looks like it, it was the the tagline that Volkswagen even uses: the 16 valve. Now you can have as much fun going up hills as you did going down. <laughs> oh, there you go. They owned nice. up to it. I mean, yep. it was a yep. four cylinder engine. Yep. At what, 1.8 liter? 1.6 or 1.8. 1.6, I can't remember right now. It, almost what you have in a rabbit. Mm-hmm. But, boy, it was fun yeah. going down hills. Absolutely. It was the same engine that was in the GTI at the time. Yep. Okay. It was the All same right. engine that was in the GTI. And the Scirocco was a tad bit longer than the GTI, so... Yeah, so it was more of a fastback, had a, yeah. had a hatch on it, yeah. but did, it was a more sloped. Did, did it have a little bit of a uh, spoiler on it? It's it had the rubber spoiler and the rubber, 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 rubber foam yeah. spoiler, yeah. But it's, it's what I was saying. Carmen yeah. Coachworks did the design for that, 
and you wish that they would go back to that design team because they designed mm-hmm. really good. They did. Cars. Oh, they did no, some great cars. Yep. Because you don't have oh, they did design the Rabbit. They designed the Scirocco. You don't have a Dodge Omni. Carmen Ghia. Mm-hmm. The Carmen Ghia, absolutely. But you don't have a Dodge Omni or all these clones that came off Rabbits unless they did a really good design. And you have a lot of American cars that came off of that, a lot of uh, Japanese cars that took that design because it was a hot seller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. But digress. So Scirocco. Yeah, so- Scirocco sold it. <laughs> came back from basic training uh, and my advanced individual training before I was moving on, actually going back to college, and I decided I found a Volkswagen Jetta. Okay. So I bought the Jetta. I borrowed money from my dad. It was a Volkswagen Jetta. It was a GLI. Same 16-valve, except this was a 91. Had a five-speed in it. Loved that car. Ended up buying wheels online that looked at the little teardrop shape, the whole nine yards, set it up, put a huge stereo in it like everybody does. Um, and then uh, went back to school, then went to active duty army uh, and my dad was selling his 96 honda accord four-door honda accord i had not been very nice to the jetta a lot of high revs a lot of a lot of dump clutch starts you know just really really rough on it he offered me the accord i gave him the jetta he traded it in on his car i took the accord which is probably still out running. No, well, today. believe it or not, it, it, <laughs> I was getting ready to say the exact same thing. Yeah. I said. Yeah. Yeah. What it, year was that Accord? Ninety-six. It was a ninety-six four-door Honda Accord LX. Mm-hmm. Did it have the pop-up? It had the pop-up, pop-up headlights. Pop-up headlights. Yeah, and it was a fi- it was a five-speed. Drove that down to Fort Hood, Texas, and owned it, and it was wrecked. I got rear-ended, and um, that would have been eighty-six Honda Accord pop-up headlights, right? Ninety-six did not have pop-up headlights. I'm almost positive. Well, I know, I know. You know what? I think you are correct. Yeah, it's an eighty-six. This it was ninety-six when I left. It was gotcha. a ninety. It was a ninety-one. Okay. Nin- okay. Very did it good. Have pop-up headlights. It did have pop-up headlights. I know that. Okay. So eighty-nine would have been the last year for pop-up headlights. Well, then, then Honda. it was. Then it, it was. Yeah, the, well, I'm, that, I'm, well, not that, that, I'm just saying, 1990 was the first year that they did not have the pop-up. Yeah. Then it then it was an 89 because it yep. did have the pop-ups. Yep. I remember my dad had a Honda Civic hatchback mm-hmm. that was wrecked on Mosier Road, and he got the Honda Accord after after that. it. Yeah, yeah. So, yep, very good. That was a long time ago. I know. I thought yeah. that was a great design yeah. piece of it. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, I thought we were cool. My dad had an 87 Accord. It was a DX, but it was a little five-speed with crank windows. Mm-hmm. And But the cool feature was the pop-up headlights. And so, yeah, I thought that was – you guys probably saw it back in the Barmas days. Mm-hmm. You had it then. Yeah. So what was next? What what, um, what, right. what, what was your um, next bad decision? Yeah. <laughs> right. So after yeah. – so <laughs> – Oh, oh, how far it goes. Right. <laughs> Let's trade bad decisions, Andy. Come on. That's another whole podcast. <laughs> after the uh, after the Accord, so I was rear-ended outside of Fort Hood, Texas. The car was repaired, but my dad swore to me and always said that if a car is ever rear-ended, sell it immediately because it's not worth anything. So I took, I was like, all right. So I sold it to another buddy of mine, another soldier, and I was without a car. At the time, I didn't need one that bad. I had friends that could take me places, but... Another soldier friend of mine sold me a Dodge Ram 100 with a slant six in it, rear-wheel drive, short box. That was my first truck. And I got to tell you, I loved it. 
Mm-hmm. That that's changed my life as a par as far as cars go and vehicles. Right. I had enough room to sit in it. I could, yep. I could I had the, I could do the two headed monster by bringing the girl right on close to the center <laughs> console there. And oh, okay, I'm sorry. On over. That's right. Let me put this into third gear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get on over. Oops. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I uh, drove that for about a year. Wanted something a little sportier. Mazda had come out with this little car called an MX3. Mm-hmm. It was their version of the the Mister Two, the the Toyota MR2 or the uh, was it the Nissan? Looks like a potato. The, the they had one car with the Paleo. That the, they had a Nissan Paleo. I don't remember a Paleo, but that's all right. It looked. It was a small little two seat car. Okay. All right. Yeah. I bought the car. I enjoyed it. It was a fun car. I drove it. Um, after I had it, I ended up getting married, and it became. It, I just wanted more. So. Yep. yep. I'm trying to think after that. Oh yeah, I was up in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, visiting my my wife at the time, and they had a hail storms all over Nebraska, and so the dealerships were always having hail sales cars. And I thought, well, this is a great time to buy a new vehicle. So we went to this lot. I picked out a 1994 F one fifty single cab long bed with a five liter and a five speed. Got it for just a, a, a stupid price because it was it no was damage. hail damaged, but it had mm-hmm. two little dents on the hood. And I found out that they get one price for the whole lot. It's not like one car, two cars. Drove that back to Texas. Next day, found out my ex-wife was pregnant. Couldn't afford the car. (laughs) Nice. Drove it to a dealership at Fort Hood. And I traded it in for $3,000 more than I paid for it. Okay, there you go. And bought a 91 Isuzu pickup. Okay. Which, to this day, I truly believe is probably the best pickup I've ever owned. Really? You could do anything to that car, and it would run. It just ran. It it just it didn't ask any questions. It just started up, and it just went. It just went. All right, all right. You know, it's yeah. funny. Uh, it was a work truck, a company I used to work for, but it was, you know, signed to me. It was a little Toyota T100, two-door. You know, it was a work truck, vinyl seats, vinyl floor. Mm-hmm. had a long bed on it. Wasn't four-wheel drive. It was – and I – Drove this truck on construction sites. I mean, ruts, stuck in big earth-moving ruts and mud and frozen. It would, and I would just take it. It'd be in the middle of winter, and I would pressure wash the mud and the rocks, the dash, the floorboard, everything up underneath the, the hood of the truck. Or the, in the middle of winter, and I come out, and there would be ice on the seats on the floor. It cranked that thing up and go. I have had an earth mover literally scoop it out of mud to move it, set it down, hose it off, and go. Oh, you ain't kidding. You know, it's not the, the big, you know, full-size trucks necessarily are the toughest. Mm-hmm. But that Toyota T100 I had. It did the job. Oh, I got, it was <laughs> yeah. brutal. I was brutal yeah. on it. Well, yeah. you know, there's a and reason it, why those it cars... just ran and ran and ran. There's a reason why those trucks, you see them whenever you, you see them in desert areas you see them in winter areas they're 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 indestructible well i will tell you that certainly was 90 percent of the trucks in the desert over in that region are nissan frontiers yeah they had the toyota hilux but most of them are nissan frontiers because they have 50 cows mounted on the back of them oh Oh, okay there you go (laughs) not exactly a grocery getter but (laughs) right right there's that yep exactly well, if America keeps going like it is, we all may need to get one of these uh, Azuzus, so uh, we can put our 50 cow in the back. The Azuzu was so great that it had 
um, two spark plugs per cylinder and two distributors. So if one lead went out or one plug went out, it had a backup. Really? Wow. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Hmm. And what year was the Isuzu? It was a it was a ninety one ninety or ninety one. So uh, Zuzu made the uh, well I've got that little impulse. It's it's a good little car. It's a mm-hmm. Fuji Industries engine, right? right. right? Yeah. yeah. Suzu's owned by Fuji, right? And then um, uh, and the they trooper. had the, they had the Trooper. They had the uh, Amigo. Remember the yep, Amigo? The Amigo. Hey. I have a funny story about an Amigo. What? Well, go ahead. I had a friend in the Army who he knew I worked on cars because I was a mechanic in the Army. He used to re- rebuild the turbine engines and M1 tanks. He calls me one night from outside of Austin, Texas, and said, hey, we just filled up our car. We went through the drive-thru, and the car stopped running. I said, well, all right, I don't know what to do, but we'll try to help. I took my Isuzu pickup about 90 miles. We hooked it up with a chain. We drug it back to our apartment outside of Fort Hood of Coppers Cove, Texas. The next morning, we got up and started to work on it. I thought the timing belt had slipped going through the drive-thru with the car wash, you know, water on the timing belt. I got the car... 180 degrees out of timing and it started running okay hey any any clues any clues 180 degrees what happens when you run a car with both valve closed on the compression cycle he filled it up with diesel oh my how would he get the the nozzle doesn't even fit should it don't have an answer for that question wait your car was it this was an Isuzu Amigo. I don't remember the name, uh, the year. It was probably the same year time frame, but huh. all I know is it had enough compression to ignite the diesel, which was I was shocked. I was like wow. standing there looking at yes. it going, this doesn't make any sense right. at all. It shouldn't right. work. It should not run. It should not work like that. Well, That's not how diesel works. No. But I had a brother ha- that put diesel in a car. <laughs> it's actually a lot better to put diesel in a car than gasoline in a diesel, diesel. engine. Yeah. Uh. Well, there's some lubricating properties to the diesel fuel, right? Correct, correct. And the, so. So, yeah. Isuzu, um, where are we? After the Isuzu pickup, I bought, I got, I went back to college and I got commissioned as an officer for the Army and I bought my first real vehicle. I went out and bought bought another F-150 because I wanted another truck. Um, Drove that for several years, loved it, got out of the Army, came back, ended up working at Swope Auto Group as the IT manager over there. And sold it for a Nissan Altima. Mm-hmm. Pre-CVT. Yes. This yeah. was a standard right. five-speed transmission. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, That's right. Yep. And then th- the next few cars after that were very unremarkable. Mm-hmm. Family cars, Honda Pilots. Right. Which was an Isuzu. Um, um, uh, yep. Yep. Yeah. Rodeo. Rodeo. Yes. The, yep. It was the original Honda Pilot, and the original Odyssey was an Isuzu minivan. Mm-hmm. Yep. They shared some blood. Yep, they sure did. There's nothing like good old clones out there. Oh, absolutely. Just like Isuzu took the Chevy, the little GMC Chevy pickup and sold it as their own brand. Was it the Pup? Well, no, that was before the Isuzu. The Chevy Chevy Love Love. was an Isuzu, but in the mid-90s, Isuzu actually made the GMC, like, S10. Okay. They made the engine for it, and Chevy made the body. Yeah. Huh. Okay. But there's a lot of little crossovers that happen. You had the Mitsubishi 3000 and the Dodge uh, Stealth. Starion. Stealth. Or, mm-hmm. Yep. The, the Starion. That was the, before that one, yeah. Uh, the Mitsubishi Starion and then the Dodge. Chrysler Conquest. Conquest. Yeah, the Mitsubishi. Irvine. And that had the 2.4 liter turbocharged yeah. rear engine. Yeah. The Daytona. Our friend's dad had one of those. The cool Day- cars. Oh, yeah. Conquest. His, uh, his dad's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Starion. 
No, Vinny Conquest. Has, he had Extario. His first one was a Conquest. His first one was a Conquest? Yeah. I remember the story. Silver. It was cool. I mean, it was silver, had tinted windows. It <laughs> was kind of boxy, so it almost looked like, or not boxy, but the but, body style was similar to like a Porsche 944. Mm-hmm. Very angular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It yeah. wasn't anything rounded. The fender cool flares were rounded. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first yeah. car I ever saw. It had all these buttons on the steering wheel. Yeah, from the stereo great, and everything else. Cool it was yeah. a cool I car. I remember it had big rear hips. The wheels were so yeah. big in the rear end, it, it stuck cool. out. And it, I think it was a it was a manual transmission as well. So it was his dad liked to uh, drive it. Well, I would anticipate a lot of those cars are now out, out west for, as drifters. People are looking yeah. for those rear-wheel drive, lightweight um, Yeah, the Nis- Nissan 240SX was mm-hmm. a big one. Yeah, uh, quite right. honestly, I haven't seen one of those on the road. I, I have not either. And it yep. was forever. Well, mm-hmm. for Louisville, it was weird. To, it was like, dude, there's a Mitsubishi Star in it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you just didn't see one around here yep. that often. And I guess, I mean, what was it? The odd relationship with Chevy and uh, Saab? Mm-hmm. With the uh, Equisaab, or was it the uh, Trailblazer? Uh, the, I don't know. Oh, uh, the, the Saab 9.3. Yeah, that was their, uh, the 9.5. Yeah. That was a that was a GMC Bravado, uh, Oldsmobile Bravado, Oldsmobile Bravado. Yep. Thank you. Yep, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you're talking about the steering wheel buttons. I think the the car that always um, um, comes to mind with just a conglomerate. I mean, the whole where would be the horn had nothing but volumes. Was buttons. the Pontiac six thousand. Do you remember those things? It had the, I mean, that thing, everything was in the middle of that steering wheel. It was the most, that was the busiest steering wheel in your life. You remember when Toyota's, like Cressida's had a lot of buttons and and little volume switches. Yeah, yeah. You drain the battery if you let the parking lights on, just come out of illumination coming off the steering wheel. Exactly. Burn your hand, just laying on the point. Hey, right. That's right. Yeah, those uh, those 80s cars, they, they were pretty cool so we got to the uh you got some family cars there i noticed mm-hmm. that you had an oldsmobile in there because you know the, all three of us jason still does we all have had uh, an old delta 88 believe it or not my parents had one it was a green delta 88 and i remember laying across the back deck on the package tray on yep. the package tray driving Hello. driving down to gatlinburg yeah. tennessee <laughs> right yeah, we all did. Yeah, they were cool cars. Yeah, that's right. As Must John would say, uh, mine had on. a moonroof, a powered moonroof. It would go all the way back, and it was really cool. Two-door, five-liter engine, as again. So you talked about uh, previously where you can watch the gas gauge. <laughs> right. Like the minutes on a clock. Right. It, it will just continuously <laughs> move. Yeah. Yep. yep. But it was a fun car, and it it had some power. It, yep. It'll, for a family truckster, mm-hmm. uh, you get the... Weight shifting, right? Uh, you could lay a pretty good patch in one of those. Yeah. You, you, I know for a fact. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> right. Those were cars that uh, you could uh, uh, brake torque. Yes. And, and yeah, just yep. let sudden, her go. Yeah, let her go. You could also do a two headed monster in that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, it, it was a fun car. I like that car. Yeah. I, that was uh, my first car. Yeah. Yep. Something that's right. else. And you, you get in behind one of those, start driving around, you realize. Now I know why Grandpa has one of these. This mm-hmm. thing is jacked up with power. You step on the gas, you're gone. Right. And it just glides. Yep. You, you don't you don't feel the bumps on the road. You're just floating. Ride over. engineering. 
That's right. And they don't make <clears throat> seats in cars like they did back then. And the uh, you know the seventies and eighties, right? Yeah. Like the Lincolns we spoke earlier in a different mm-hmm. episode. How comfortable that it's like sitting on your couch. Right. Yep. <laughs> it's exactly yeah. right. The yeah, velour and fancy, uh, yeah. firm yeah. leather. That's right. Everything else, which are nice. Yeah. But yeah, it was more of well, yeah. and, and you think back then you're not going that fast. You're you're enjoying the ride. It's it's. What do we talk about at, at the? Uh, we were at the car show here, and uh, we're mentioning how the Rolls Royce. <laughs> it's got a lot of power, but how did you say it? I, I said that you can drive a Rolls Royce, and uh, a commentator in the BBC said that you give it gas, and it responds. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Very well then. And, and then, then you're off. And then you're off. Nice. I like that. That's great. I love it. Gentlemanly. Gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Acceleration. Exactly. Yeah. So, so Andy, uh, going forward, uh, what, what's on the bucket list? Well, bucket list for me right now, I do want to find an older car. As I said in my last, our last episode, I have an opportunity to maybe find some cars that you can't pick up here in the States mm-hmm. uh, of an odd note. And we've joked about this is I want a K car, which Japanese has these little small cars. It's K E I it's a tax class, but I want this little car. That's the size of a golf cart to be able to take our jet ski down from to the boat, to the lake ramp <laughs> <laughs> in lieu of a uh, golf in, cart. in lieu of a golf cart or a side by side. And yeah. he would have the only K car probably in the, <laughs> Tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but the good news is he could work on them. That's the yeah. thing. That's right. Yeah. And I li- and the road that the house is on is not a state road, You're so I don't have to register it. I don't. It's know. a golf cart. It's a exactly. It's a golf cart. It there doesn't even meet the vehicle requirements in the states to drive on the road. The engine's not big enough. So 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 t- for the listeners, talk about the K car. It's K E I, right? And it's a Japanese vehicle. Am I correct? It's a tax class in okay. Japan. Okay. So, what's the power plant? Who makes who makes? So they're all made Mazda? by different cars. Okay. They're they're made they're made by Mazda, Isuzu, mm-hmm. Honda. Okay. A bunch of other non Japanese vehicle mm-hmm. makes that we're not really mm-hmm. you know familiar with. Right. Uh, but basically, it revolves around the width and the length of the car. Mm-hmm. It's 50, it can be no more than fifty four inches wide. Okay. Which some Americans are bigger than fifty-four inches. <laughs> right. and Stop looking at me <laughs> right here. I'm right here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're just very tiny cars. They literally are the size of a golf cart. Okay, nice. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing what Andy's next uh, oh, build is, his yeah. next project, absolutely, his next car. Oh, and for the record, mm-hmm. I don't think our audience ever heard how many total cars Andy has had to date. Would you like to I'm share working that on number, number th- my truck right now. I have a current 2019 Titan XD, and it's my 35th car. 35. Okay. 35 cars, folks. Go. That's there a lot go. of damn cars. Yep. Yep. That's and right. for the record, none of them have been totaled. There you go. You've always been the recipient. I got <laughs> rear-ended once, and the other ones I've just sold or gotcha. changed up. There you go. Awesome. There you go. Well, uh, Andy, as always, a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. This has been so, such a fun conversation. And um, Thank you for your service. Yep, again, absolutely. You're welcome. Can't be certainly certainly Enjoyed being here. Thanks that. again. Yeah. So thanks for joining us here at the Classic Car Corner Podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, like us on Facebook, subscribe so you're notified of new shows, and please leave us a review. Your reviews are the most powerful way we can help uh, reach more people. Thanks for listening, and until next time, happy motoring from your friends at the Classic Car Corner Podcast.